This is Rat Pack Radio, the internet radio station that brings you everything from the top hits in music. Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. In the 2016 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Jared Goff, quarterback, California. We are here for you, WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Come join the pack. Download the WRP Rat Pack Radio app on Google Play, BlackBerry, and the Apple Store. If you're streaming, you can stream us on TuneIn.com, Web Radio Central, or RatPackSports.com slash RatPackRadio. The Underground, discovering hidden talent worldwide. Playing daily on Rat Pack Radio, WRPR. Come join the pack. Sports fans, and welcome to... You're listening to the Rat Pack Sports Show, live on Rat Pack Radio, WRPR. It's new, it's fresh, it's a slam dunk! You're listening to Rat Pack Sports Show on WRPR, Rat Pack Radio. See, a man has to realize his limitations. You don't know me, and you don't know what I'm capable of. That was a heck of an effort. This house is a present in the galaxy of this sucks. Are you free enough? This is over. When I say it is over, I will massacre you. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Are you not entertained? I stay in a given week. I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. That's how I roll. Offensive foul! Hello? You play to win the game. There's a drive! This is my favorite part coming up right now. Tonight, uh, we're going to get into some of 
the action from this past week. Uh, we'll also get into um, this week's action. We'll get into some fantasy. We'll talk some NBA and how ugly those courts look in the uh, in-season tournament or whatever the crap they want to call it. Um, we're going to talk some NBA. Um, we're going to talk some NFL like we always do. Uh, it is Wednesday night. Uh, we do have, uh, I'm not sure if a, is AEW on? I know we got basketball games here uh, live. I'm not sure. I don't see any wrestling. Um, the last time we were watching AEW, uh, me and William Graves were talking about the nature boy. Rick Flair, who made a uh, appearance on the show with uh, Sting, and not really sure if he's wrestling or not, but uh, I wouldn't want him wrestling. But that is just maybe just for ratings. But anytime you got the Nature Boy in the house, it's a good thing. Uh. So, this man here. Uh, We're going to have William Graves on with us. Hopefully, we get Nicholas Lane, uh, Boss Hall, Sean Naylor uh, as well to uh, talk a little bit of... Uh, I'm getting thrown off here because I'm trying to read a couple things at once here. Um, Hopefully we'll get him on, uh, talk some NBA Nicholas Lane, Boss Hawk, Sean Nader to talk about the state of the NBA and also the state of his Washington commanders uh, who's been playing some tight uh, football games, just not pulling them out on the end, and that's, you know, all part of a a team that's on the the rebuild. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not good. They're just uh, on the rebuild a little bit. So with that being said, let's see if I can get William Graves on here. I don't see any wrestling on uh, normally, the way my uh, TV is set up on Wednesday night, it automatically goes to uh, uh, AEW. I'm sure they're on, uh, but I, I'm i not going to look for it. I don't feel like looking for it. So, um, I just went into this group chat. So, let's see. William. And William is going to come on and, and give us his uh, sports kitchen, um, you know, word of the day. Uh, we'll get into some uh, Buccaneers as well because um, I do have a lot to say on the Bucks, And 
I want to break down them, break them down a little bit. And I was also, I was also on with uh, my man and some of y'all that's been around a while. Y'all see me do a lot of stuff with Buck's Life, uh, Peter Blake, uh, Ray Kennedy, and my guy, uh, Blake Anthony. And uh, this past, yesterday actually, me and Blake got together for about an hour on his show, and we went over the state of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm going to see if I can find that that link. And uh, I'll, I'll post it out on the website. I'll post it out on uh, Facebook for everybody. If you want to go back and check it out, uh, I felt like we had a really good discussion at breaking down the state of the team and just going into details on how we're watching the game opposed to how a lot of other people are watching the game. And we also gave you a few uh, film examples doing this uh, live video uh, conversation we had just to show you exactly what we're talking about uh, when we're talking about uh, the state of this team, especially from the quarterback position. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, Bucks fans, and I'm gonna say uh, some media personnel feel like uh, Blake Baker Mayfield is, is is doing good. Well, who you who you who you are you who are you measuring him up against? Because we could break down film all day long on the other 31 quarterbacks. That that's starting around the league, and I'm sure we could we could find some examples of them missing throws or missing a read here and there. But uh, when you're on the team that's offensively below league average uh, points per game, and you're just not getting it done uh, in the red zone, and uh, third downs is a problem. Then you got to look at the man that's snapping the ball because I, as me and me and him is me and Blake explained in this video. I don't want to get too in the depth because I'd rather you go and watch this video. But uh, as me and Blake explained in this video, the problem is not the offensive coordinator. I know a lot of people are gonna say. What do you, how how can you say it's not the offensive coordinator? Well, one of the plays we one of the plays we gave for an example is uh for one, I'm gonna give Canales credit because for a team that can't run the ball, we sure stay committed to running the ball. That's you know, you still have to keep a defense honest. Even if you can't run it two yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, you still have to keep a defense honest, and they have to respect the fact that you are going are still trying to run the ball, no matter what. And 
the the play the creativity and the play calling and the route combinations is something that we didn't have the last few years, even though we had Brady as a quarterback. We didn't have our offense was very vanilla uh with Brady. Brady just knew where to go with the ball. But the uh creativity and the routes getting guys open uh in coverage uh, uh making sure that on any passing route you have your checkdowns available for the quarterback it's all been there uh it's all been there uh Baker Mayfield is missing a lot of throws underneath because he's going for the big play and we gave you we we you know we give you guys a couple examples in the video but uh in that 49ers game there was people wide open all over the place. All over the place. He had guys open. And the All-22 will show you he had guys wide open and just chose to take the riskier throw into, into double and triple coverage. And he should have thrown five interceptions. So anybody that come to me and say, oh, Baker had a good game on on Sunday. No, he didn't. Throw away the yards. Dude should have threw five interceptions. And and when I say he should have, they literally dropped them right in their hands. So you have to you have to take into account for all that. They catch those balls. That's probably another fourteen to twenty points on the scoreboard. That game is a is a blowout. But but uh we'll get into that. We'll go a little bit more into the 49ers game. Uh but I I'm gonna find that link with Blake Anthony, me and him chopping it up, and I'm gonna get that posted around on the Rat Pack Sports Show uh website and social media platforms and so everybody can check it out. It's about an hour long. But uh, if you're a Bucks fan and you won't like the the honest spill on on the state of your team, uh, you sh- you probably should uh, check it out. Me me and him, I said all the time. The Rat Pass Sports Show crew, uh, our word is almost as good as any word in 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 the media, and we don't even have sources, and we got countless and countless amount of uh you know, instances where we were talking about some stuff on the show and then weeks weeks later or months later, it happens. Like, we got a good track record on that. But me and Blake, the thing that, thing that I appreciate with Blake, unlike a lot of other people, instead of them just, you know, jabbing back, Blake, Blake Anthony is going to my, my, my guy is going to show you what he's talking about on video. So how how you going to deny video? Okay, you think you right? Here here's here's the clip. Then what? You 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 can't say anything when you come to the table with facts and you got video backing up your claims. Then people start. Then people start being quiet. You ain't got nothing to say. Then 
because it's your opinion against what actually happened. And uh, Blake, Blake, Blake been killing them all season, man, with that, with that all twenty two footage, all season long. I and I, I just been laughing and soaking it up because uh, after that, those people disappear. But ladies and gentlemen, we got my man Rat Pack Sports Shows on Mr. William Graves on the line. I know it's been a little minute. I know it's been a little minute. But uh, if he has anything, we're gonna give it to him, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna bring my man on. Uh, welcome to the sports kitchen. Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> jingle all the way. Buccaneers are in rebuild hell, and it's just that way. Jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Our secondary gets burnt to a crisp each and every day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. All I want for Christmas is for both sides to play. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. It is not time. To bake right now. So can we? So can Baker just go away? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to come on the Rat Pack every day. <laughs> hey, that's good, man. I like that. I like that. We're gonna save that tape. We're gonna save that tape. That one day that may become. Uh, part of an intro. You never know. You never know. And my man, uh, what's been up, man? It's been a little way. It's been man. a little minute. I know. I know you got some stuff on your mind. Uh, man. So I'm gonna give you the floor. Man, Debo, in in all in all honesty, what what has been on my mind, sports wise. Is uh, on a, really, truthfully, and honestly, has been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, a lot of realization uh, that I have personally had to come to grips with. Um, you know, uh, still like Baker. Still like him. That I I do still think he is a good quarterback. However, just because you're a good quarterback does not excuse you from making some boneheaded plays. So that's what sports kitchen is actually going to be about tonight going to be about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you guys thought that I was going to talk about something else, well, maybe another time. But uh, bro, Baker Mayfield 
is a better quarterback than what we have been seeing for the last couple of weeks. Um, there, there are times where he was so where he was throwing the ball, and I was wondering what he was thinking. You brought it up last Sunday. That man should have had five picks, and a couple of them, like you said, just kind of dropped right out of the hands. Um, what an address. Another thing going around about uh, other than Baker Mayfield with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is the full chance of fire Todd Bowles. Uh, people, uh, I I I got just a question. One question for you: How in the world? Do you expect us to build a cohesive football team, borderline dynasty, if we keep firing our coaches every two to three years? Please, please, I, 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 I want, I want to know. I, I do. I, I, I want to know how you expect us to get any traction if we're firing a, a coach every two years. But I, how? How? So, we're just going to be realistic about some stuff. Folks, we're trying to play off team. We are not a playoff team. If we get to the playoffs, we're going to be a first-round exit. If we somehow get past the first round, we're going to get beat in the second. Well, I should say probably get beat in the first or second round, 99.9%. Sure, because there's always that chance that we could get hot at the right time and, I don't know, make make a push like we did in 2020. Only difference is, is in 2020, we had the either the second or third greatest NFL quarterback to strap, uh, strap on a set of pads. Um, that's that's a debate for another time. Um, we had Tom Brady, and folks, we wrote a check. Actually. We didn't write a check. We took out a line of credit to get that 2020 Super Bowl. Probably should have had a Super Bowl in 2021. Uh, you, you know, whatever. We got that Super Bowl. We Now, Capital One's coming to collect. They, they could... They're coming to collect, and unfortunately, we're going to have to pay that bill, and that's what we're doing. We went all in for a Super Bowl. Now, what you all are not understanding is is when you go all in, after that run is over, you still got to pay. 
And that is what we're doing. That's what we're going to be doing this year. That's what we're going to be doing next year and probably the year after that. Okay, folks, we're rebuilding. Oh, what? What about Crystal Works? Yes, great start. What about DWM? Great start. And any other person that we've drafted in the last three to four years, great start to a rebuild. Okay, great players. Hopefully, they stick around. Hopefully, we make good. Hopefully, we make good draft choices. Hopefully. I mean, you know, we we need to quit living in denial. We are we are rebuilding, folks. That's all there is to it. We are rebuilding. Now, you need to sit quiet. I can't believe I'm about to sound like a kindergarten teacher. Put your hands in your lap and sit and be quiet. And watch what happens. Now, if we're still in the same position here in another two to three years, then yeah, it might be time for Tom Bowles to go. But Tom Bowles, Derek, this is what, his second? Third year as head coach? Oh, second year. Second year as head coach. Okay, second year. Year number two. Year number one. Okay. But year number one was a mulligan, and this is why. It was Tom Brady's last year. Okay? Last year. Okay. There wasn't going to be a change at quarterback Tom Brady's last year. Not happening. Don't care what you say. Now, I said being 2020. I am glad Tom Brady came back. Because had he not, we would have probably made a very bad mistake in getting Deshaun Watson. And honestly, I don't think that that's worked out well for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Without the line, I might change my mind. But right now, it doesn't look like a good deal. So, yeah, Tom Brady, thank you for coming back. Appreciate you. Inside being 2020. Okay. Now, we're going to address something else. And this is where I am going to call Tom Bowles out on. You made the statement that you don't think you can trust Kyle Trask to lead this team. You have pretty much, Mr. Bowles, gave Baker Mayfield the gold star that he can go out and he can play as bad as he wants. And he's not getting bitched because you made a mistake. You publicly, you publicly said that you don't, that you really don't think that Kyle Trask is the guy. If he is not the guy, if he is not your guy, then this is what you need to do. You need to get rid of him. And we're going to have to scratch off another second round pick. 
though. This is where that this is where I think your failure to be able to adjust, Mr. Bowles, could come back to haunt you. If you cannot adjust, then yes, I agree with the rest of these fans. You need to go. You're if you are going to be that stuck in your ways, you need to go. Play fair and simple. Now, Mr. Bowles, I like you. Think you're a hell of a defensive coordinator. Think you're a hell of a. I think you're a hell of a guy. But you need to start making adjustments. If Baker Mayfield is not cutting it, and this season is already a, is almost already a wash anyway. The only reason it's not is because we're, we're in the worst division in the NFL. That's the only reason that we still have hope of making the playoffs. And really, and honestly, I really don't know if I want to make the playoffs. Why? I mean, what's the point? What's the point of making the playoffs when you got so many holes and just not? My point exactly, Derek. My point exactly. So. We got a long way to go, fellas. We got a very long way to go. We need to start making smarter draft picks. We need we need to start actually homing in on what we need and we need to start and we need to start scouting better. Now With that being said, there is a man that's kind of that's been kind of hanging around one buck place, and really, truthfully, and honestly, if he has a position there, then I'm going to be a very happy man. Okay, and that is. Mr. Uh, I believe his name is Mr. John Robinson, the former uh, Titans general manager. Yeah. Um, okay. Mr. Robinson has been hanging around one place. Why does this make me happy? Because before Mr. Robinson was the general manager of the Tennessee Titans, he was the director a player personnel for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Derek, would you like to guess in what era he was the director or or he was in charge of player personnel? I want to say it was doing the uh, Rich McKay era. Tony Dungeon, yes, Rich sir. McKay era. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Let's look at some of Mr. Anderson's draft picks. John Lynch, Derek Brooks, yep, Warren Sapp, yep, Mike Olson, yep, Warren Gunn, yep, Jacquez Green. Hold on, the list goes on and on and on, especially on that defensive side of the ball. Yes, sir. 
Brian Kelly, Rondé Barber. Yep. Mr. Bull, Mr. Glacier, other Mr. Glacier, Jason Light. Please give this man a job. Please. I would prefer him to be general manager. Yes. Well, look what he did with the Tennessee Titans. Yes, look what he did with the Tennessee Titans. They were a playoff caliber team almost every year. Even the last year that he was there, they were still always there in line for the playoffs. And it wasn't because they were in a bad division. Well, do you want to settle for mediocrity? No, I don't. But we got to do something better than what we have, than what we have accomplished uh, right now. So, you want to know where to start rebuilding? Give this man a job. Let him go out. Let him start doing what he does best, and that's scouting players. Well, that that would be that would be something where. You know, you you would have to either put him on the staff back into that same position, or how about this? I know it won't happen, but it could be wishful thinking. Just making a general manager. I mean, before the last few years, he was the GM over at Tennessee. Yes. Uh, he he built that powerhouse over there. You know, pretty 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 effectively, like quickly, uh, with, you know, drafting, scouting, bringing in the right free agents, um, you know, been doing what a GM should do. That's build build the program. Uh, you know, so if he's hanging out around one buck uh, again, obviously there's some interest there and he wants to get back in, into it some some type of way. Um, Jason Light needs help. If you're not going to fire him, then uh, he needs help. And because, as you said, William, there's too many missed high-round high draft picks under Jason Light. Too many guys missed. I mean, I think... I think his uh his you know obituary whenever that time comes as a GM uh of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think the one thing people are always gonna remember is you drafted a kicker in the second round. Yes, sir. I don't care who you are as a GM, uh you you're not good if you drop the kicker in the second round. Nobody's there drafting kickers. One, there has only been well, one kicker. Yeah, and that, that was Sebastian Janikowski, and the man had a Hall of Fame yeah. career. But we didn't know who. Who was it? Mac? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, Aguayo, Roberto Aguayo. Roberto Aguayo. Yes. We'll we'll never let you we'll never let you forget that, uh, Jason Light. Never. 
What a Glazers. Jason, Jason White needs to be the executive assistant vice president to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is what Jason Light needs to be. Yes, I said executive assistant vice president. Now, go ahead and think about that. Well, who's who's the current one? There isn't there isn't a current one. It's a made up position. Put him somewhere because he does. Jason Light does have some football in in business knowledge. Okay, he he he's not a dumb guy. He's just not a football guy. He he isn't. But on the business acumen, that is probably where he would be better suited. It's on the business side of things. Maybe on the marketing side of things because the guy is a hell of a salesman. Okay, and you know what I. It's not that I don't like Jason Light. I think he's a he's a very personable guy. He's probably a very likable guy. Okay, so if we want to keep him around, the organization they get they give him something that matches his strengths. Making draft picks is not one of them. Like seriously, let let let's let's start being realistic about this. Now, you brought up another guy, Rich McCain. I would love nothing more than to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers turn into a, the type of franchise that the Green Bay Packers are and have a CEO. And, yes, I would love for it to be Rich McCain. I, th- I think that would be great. It would be – and, uh, and especially if they started – actually selling quote-unquote stocks in the team? Debo, how often have you heard of Lambeau Field not being sold out? Uh, not much. This is like literally the first year, and I don't know how long, that I have heard that there were empty seats in Lambeau Field. Well, I mean, it wasn't I, many. I think fans are a uh, little mad. They're, well, they're a little mad um, that they allowed, you know, Aaron Rodgers to walk. Um, you know, I remember the Green Bay Packers is the only franchise that is actually owned by the fans. Yes. And so, you know what I think it's a hell of a business plan. Yeah, when the fans it, start not coming to the games and the seats are not selling, they're basically telling whoever the GM is or what whoever whoever the GM is and, and all of that president and vice you know, president of football operations, you answer to us. Um there's a reason why the the Packers, you know, uh he has been so successful throughout the years. Um, 
because well, it's well the, not not only not only the Packers. Well, this, but let's take let let's take a look at a true football dynasty. Okay, Debo, who do you think I'm talking about? Dynasty. Yeah, a true football dynasty. I'm gonna say the Steelers. There you go. Let me ask you something, Derek. How many how many head coaches have the Steelers had in the last fifty years? Three. Thank you. How many have they had in their entire incarnation? Three. No, it's more than that. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's four. Ah, I was off by one. Bang. It's four. It's either four or five. You know what? We'll we'll just say five. Yeah. <laughs> but still, okay. What's let, that? Like that, seventy let, years? Sixty years? Something like that. I mean, yeah, something like that. They they they've had five head coaches in their entire incarnation. Okay. Five. Five. Debo, we've had five head coaches in the last 15 years. This is the point I'm getting at. Why were the Steelers so successful? Because they did their due diligence when they hired their head coaches. And when they hired the head coach, they didn't fire them after two years. The last two head coaches, the only reason that the one before, uh, the one after them got the job is because they retired. Good grief, people. Yeah. You can count on one hand how many head coaches they've had since they have been a team. And if my numbers are wrong, I'm sorry, but you all get the point. Let's start start doing smart football, can we? Can, Can we just start doing smart football? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know, like you said, man, the, the Steelers, Packers, you know, more recently the New England Patriots, uh, you know, franchises like that are successful for one reason. You manage the ownership at the top. Um, you know, ownership at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you don't got put the New England Patriots in there very, very lightly. Well, because I said, I said more recently, there's no organization more recently that has been more successful than the Patriots, period. It's not, it's not even a debate. You can say, well, you know, it's only because of Brady. Well, 49ers was only good because I they had. Proof's in the pudding, Terry. 49ers was a so do you take Joe Montana off the 49ers? Do you remove, you know, Terry Bradshaw from the the, the Steelers in the seventies? Do you, you remove you, you take you you take you take Joe? Uh, well, it all depends. If you take Joe Montana off of the 49ers, 
you still have Steve Young. Yeah, but Steve Young you wasn't, have, might have not been ready. You still, well, like I said, that depends. What what era are we talking about here? Are we talking about the 49ers never drafted Joe Montana? I mean, I mean, is that is that what we're saying? No, what I'm saying is, regardless of how we feel about, you know, a team's success or in who is responsible for the success, they they still had that success. And every every player, every coach associated with those organizations is part of that success. So okay, just because but, New but, England had Brady, uh, you can't take nothing away from Bill because if it wasn't for that Patriots defense – that was shutting down teams, then some of them games, they don't win with Tom Brady. I mean. Well, and, you know, and, okay, so I I will, I will quote, unquote, give the devil his due and everything. Bill, Bill Belichick did build some top defenses. But now this, this is, this is where my question is in, in, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Sean Naylor will be on and everything, so uh, so he can chime in on this. So, if it was Vilicek making those moves and everything, can't, and, and and this is not a rhetorical question. This is a serious question. Okay, obviously Bill Belichick is not a is not a dumb guy. Okay, he, he he's not. Okay, regardless of who you have as a quarterback in everything, you you still have some input as to what's going on. And you and how many how many Super Bowls did the Patriots win? Seven, eight of them? Uh seven, played in ten, something like that. I, I well, or or was it eight played? Uh, eight played in ten because the they only lost twice in Super Bowls, and it was to the same team, and that's the New York Giants. Well, I, I think um, yeah, they only lost to the Giants, so. I don't think Brady so has they, eight rings. They might. They, Brady doesn't have eight rings. He's got, I think, seven. Uh, he, uh, seven. I, I thought it, I thought he had nine. I thought he got eight with the Patriots and one with the Bucks. Nah, bro. Let me check on this. Let me check on this. I'm not sure if that's correct, but that's a lot of rings, bro. Well, nine. Shoot. Let's see. Let's see. Seven. He's got seven. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I I do apologize. So so he has seven rings. Yeah. So that means that the Patriots won six and he got one with the Bucks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he has played in a grand total of ten Super Bowls. Yeah. Okay. Nine with the Patriots. And one with the Buccaneers. Okay. Dying Super Bowls. I don't care who your quarterback is. If you don't have 
a front office and you don't have a coach that is at least halfway competent, and I know I'm sounding contradictory because I I said that I was kind of leading all towards that had Brady not been there, um, that they would have won all the Super Bowls. I know I don't think they would have. They might have won a couple, but I don't think it would have been as much. Now, with that being said, okay, we, we can all agree that Bill Belichick had some sort of uh, football intelligence. Or, but let's face it, don't care who you have as quarterback. You're not doing anything. Okay? My question for you, Derek, is this. Did what, did what happened, what's been going on with the Patriots? Because if you look they're doing this like little steady, like little downhill kind of spiral type thing, and and I'm just kind of curious what your take on that is. No, no, say that again. So, what? So, what is your opinion on what's going on with the Patriots? Because ever since Brady, Brady left, they've been kind of going downhill. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if um, what's the quarterback they got now? Jones, Daniel, uh, not Daniel Jones, Matt Jones. Yeah, I'm not sure if Matt Jones was a Belichick draft pick. Well, he would have had to a bit because Belichick's been the yeah. No, what I'm saying is the head coach and, uh, and GM for how long now? Yeah, no, but what it, I'm, it's been a while. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think uh, Robert Kraft might have pushed that pick on a little bit because. This okay. what this what we know about Bill. He don't he he doesn't he hates turning the ball over. Yeah. And he doesn't accept the the play at the quarter. I, you know, he's had Tom Brady for twenty years, but you know we, he had one year with Matt Castle. Castle uh, played well. Uh, that's what earned him the money that he got. Well, he had one year with Jimmy G also. He had one year with Jimmy G. Jimmy G was good in New England. Took care of the ball, made the right play. Um but he's never been here. And and at to this point, Patriots defense is still pretty good. But they can't well, no, no, it's not it's not bad. They can't overcome the offensive mistakes. Now I I'll put this one on Bill. Uh, I don't know what you was thinking about uh, giving the offensive head coordinator job to a uh, Matt Patricia. That 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 was that was that that was just a horrible move. I don't understand that one. I mean, well, yeah, uh, I I'm not sure. I I was questioning that myself, um, but. 
so this is kind of this is kind of my thing, and you and you I, I mean chime in uh chime in where where you uh feel uh wherever you feel like all right but there there's a there's a growing calling or rumor whatever you want to say that Bill Belichick is going to be gone from the Patriots that's 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 hard for me to believe i mean listen he's up there in age um he's he's definitely up there in age and i think uh the you know the last few years seeing them lose the way they have been losing and, and struggling uh you know offensively the way that they have been struggling uh you could you, you know you could say some can say that maybe it's time for you know bill to hang it up but i i think unless you know, some people behind the scenes are talking. I think those are just rumors and somebody trying to uh, create a story because a guy like Bill Belichick should be able to walk out on his terms with everything he's done in uh, New England. Well, so I posted up in the chat group here a few weeks ago. Where when I started seeing seeing some stuff over uh, over in uh, over at Raider Lab when Josh McDaniels was still the head coach and I and I don't know if you if you read what I posted because there 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 was a lot of wheels I was starting to see turn and there was a lot of pieces I was putting together. Yeah. And uh, for the listeners, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll pretty much summarize what I said and what I saw. And and uh, whenever Derek, uh, you have time, you can go back and look at what I said. And on one of the other shows, you can you can uh, confirm that I actually said this and everything because I I do like uh, quote unquote validation that I'm not just talking to hear myself talk. But when stuff started to seem to go south for two different teams, actually three different teams, those three teams were the Las Vegas Raiders, the New England Patriots, and the USC Trojans. Now, I I will show you how all these uh, connect because the first domino has already fallen. And I said, and I, if I remember correctly, I said one way or the other, I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to be the head coach of the Raiders very long. Now, I believe I said he is going to step down or he is going to leave. Whatever the case may be, he, he's not the head coach of the Raiders anymore. And the scenario I, I saw – was Josh McDaniels some way former fashion leaving the Raiders and going back to the New England Patriots. Now, what I really think is is that there is going to be another season 
maybe two seasons where the Patriots are going to quote-unquote get the band back together. And what I mean by that is I I can very well see Josh McDaniels going back to the New England Patriots, either as an assistant head coach or an offensive coordinator. Now, that will heavily rely on if Bill Belichick reaches out to his old buddies, the ones that helped get a lot of the Super Bowl wins, Charlie Weiss and um, Romeo Cornell. Yeah. And I and I can very well see the Patriots doing that. And then, you know, Matt Patricia is already there. You know, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a good assistant uh, coach and – and all this. And what I see is, is I see it as a one or two season thing, quote unquote, win one for the Gipper type of tour, where they're going to do their absolute best for one, to get Bill Belichick passed on Shula. And if it happens to coordinate with the Patriots winning one more Super Bowl, then so be it. However, if it doesn't, they're going to at least want the final game of the season or what have you to be in New England. So hopefully Bill Belichick could win in New England and then ride off into the sunset. Now, that, that, that's a nice little storybook thing. I, I really honestly think New England is going to do something similar to that, which leaves the Las Vegas Raiders and the USC Trojans, the, the other two teams that I discussed. Vegas has already got rid of Josh McDaniels. We know that. The Raiders need a quarterback. Um, they are also going to need some sort of head coach. Now, the guy that's there now, he, he's, he's doing all right. But I think they're they're wanting to make a big splash. And I think that Vegas is going to go after Lincoln Riley. Why? Because, honestly, I think the walls are kind of closing in on Lincoln Riley over at USC. I think USC realizes what a mistake they made by giving Riley that, hu that humongous contract. And if he decides to leave, well, then they don't owe him that money, and you know they kind of they kind of get off a little easy. Now, why do I say Riley to the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, just told you part of it. The other part of it is is that Caleb Williams has given a list of teams that he would want to play for. In there, 
is the Las Vegas Raiders. Nice little ni- nice little package deal. Uh, Williams gets to go with his buddy Riley. They get to go to Las Vegas together. Now, how how is that all going to come about? Well, first and foremost, Caleb Williams can easily pull a John Elway or a or uh, who? Crap, who was it? Um, Debo, who who was the guy that said he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't play for the Chargers? Oh, that was uh, Eli Manning, wasn't it? Eli, yes, Eli Manning. So, Caleb Williams can easily do one of those two things. Yeah. Because Elway did it with the Colts. Eli did it with the Chargers. So, now, the only difference is is that the Raiders are not going to be as high on the draft board as what the Chargers and the Colts were when they made their selection. No. So there, so there's going to have to be a little configuring, you know, some stuff like that. Well, um, to 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 kind of piggyback on what you're talking about right now, I'm not so sure if the Raiders going to even be in position to draft Caleb Williams. The Raiders are sitting at five and five, five and six, something like that. They're 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 five and five, five and six. This is why I say it's going to be a little configuring because here's the thing. Right now, if the draft was tomorrow, Mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears would hold the first and second pick. Yeah. Now, now the Bears, I don't think they're really looking for a quarterback. They have they have Justin Fields and they have uh that that backup quarterback that's not bad uh Magnet yeah. Magnet so they're not really looking for a quarterback. However, they are looking to rebuild. So Las Vegas could potentially talk to Chicago, and look Chicago. If it stays this way, Chicago's going to hold all the cards. Yeah. And they're going to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll trade the second pick. Um, but it's going to cost you, and it's going to cost you draft picks. Now, the thing is, is that how much is it going to cost the Raiders? It's going to cost a lot, and, bro. It's going to cost a lot. Well, because, well, I want you to remember the last – team that gave up their future for a player and what I mean by their future is they pretty much sold the farm to get this player and that was the New Orleans Saints when they drafted Ricky Williams Mike Dicka I'm surprised he didn't trade the local trash man to trade up to get uh, to get Ricky Williams and I have a feeling that that is the type of compensation the Bears are going to be asking for. And I don't know who or what um, 
who or what it might pertain to, but there is a there is another scenario, but the thing is is that I don't think it's gonna happen this way because as far as I know, the Cardinals were not one of Caleb Williams's choices. And that is the Cardinals are gonna be at the top of um are go, are going to be right up there up at the top and as far as i can see they're probably going to be one of the the first teams that's going to be looking for a quarterback the only other one i can think of right now and this is a long shot but would be the giants but they just re-signed daniel jones didn't they yeah yeah i think so yeah okay so I, I really don't know if the Giants would be looking for one. So that kind of leaves the Cardinals. Well, and they, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Daniel Jones, I know they signed him to that that uh, contract. But to be honest, um, Daniel Jones hasn't been good this year when he was in the lineup. And – no. The thing no, he the thing that I look at, I'm not a Giants fan, but I'm a football fan, so I watch any game that I can watch. So I've watched enough Giants games this season. And when uh Tyrod Taylor was in at the quarterback position, that offense yes. is different. That now, that's yes. a vet that's a veteran quarterback. That that, that knows the checkdowns. He makes the he knows the reads. He's not gonna be surprised by a defensive front. He's gonna know how to, you know, go go about his business. Um, well, D, well, Tebo, j- just really quick, I want you to remember something. Us here at the Rat Pack, we have been championing Tyrod Taylor since he was in Buffalo. Yeah. Look, Tyrod Taylor has been a quality, quality backup. And whenever, it doesn't matter what team he played on, whenever he's got the opportunity and the chance to be the starter, whether it was injury or actually getting the uh, chance to be the starting quarterback of those teams, he's had a, he's he's played well. He's played well. Um now you got the Giants. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's been out, and the Giants have started this this rookie. Uh, and even his rookie has played a uh, decent football. So now, well, I wonder. Well, you got to remember where he started out at too, because he started out there with the Baltimore Ravens. Who that? This, he, this quarterback he, that they got? Ty, oh, you mean Tyrod uh, no, Taylor? No, Ty, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor was drafted by the Ravens in 2011. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So this young quarterback the Giants have, Tommy DeVito, uh, has played in four games. He's thrown six touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Daniel Jones played in six games. 
He's thrown uh, two touchdowns, six interceptions. Tyrod Taylor played in seven games. He's played two touchdowns, no interceptions. Yep. So you're getting better production out of your two backups than you were getting out of your starting quarterback who well, you just paid a lot so, of money to. Right. Yeah. But so here here's the thing. Okay. It goes back to the contract, Debo. It it go it goes back to the contract. You just put all this money on Daniel Jones. You can't really you can't very well sit there and you can't have him being a backup with that kind of money. And I don't really see a team that is going to go out, even if they do need a starting quarterback, that is going to be willing to take that type of contract on. So if you do trade Daniel Jones, uh, Honestly, man, you're probably going to have to eat half of that salary yeah. to even make it advertising yeah. for somebody to even take him as a backup. Yeah, nobody's going to nobody's going to take that uh, contract. Nobody's going to take that contract. Well, but here's the thing, Debo. Daniel Jones is not a starting quarterback. He's not. I'm sorry, but he's not. He. Um, how do I want to put this? He, his biggest weapon is Saquon Barkley. And I have to be honest with you. If they, if the Giants keep going status quo, I don't see Saquon re-signing with the Giants. I really don't. This This man is more likely to pack his bags up and go elsewhere. Yeah. And let me tell you, there 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 are teams that have good starting that have good stable starting quarterbacks that would love a runner like Saquon Barkley. Here, let's go down the list. Let's start out with the Detroit Lions. Yes, they have David Montgomery, but a Montgomery and uh Barkley backfield? Please. That that that's that's gold. And and let's just say that he doesn't want to be in a two in a two uh, running system. Houston Texans. I don't care what people say. I I am going to say right now that I was wrong about C.J. Stroud. This this kid hey this kid is putting up pretty impressive numbers in the quarterback position as a rookie. Okay. I don't see any other rookies. I don't see Bryce Young. I don't see Will uh, Will Levis or any of them putting up these type of numbers. Okay. Bryce Young still think he's a good quarterback, but – I don't know if he was the best quarterback in the draft now. Yeah. 
I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to reserve because it has only been one year. But, Devo, could you imagine a Houston Texan team with C.J. Stroud and Saquon Barkley in the backfield? No. I want you to uh, it'll be that it'll be a problem. Definitely be a problem. And but and let let's throw let's throw another team out there. Let let's say that the Raiders go and they get the quarterback that they want, whether it's Caleb Williams or whatever. Las Vegas might be a pretty attractive spot to go and be a running back. Another team that I will throw out there, and it's just because I honestly think he would fit very well in there, but the Miami Dolphins. I said this before the season started. If Tua stayed healthy, Miami was going to be a problem. Guess what? Tua is staying healthy, which I love. I love the kid. And you know what? Miami is a problem. They are a problem. Now, do they need a good state uh, steady tight end? Yes. Yes, they do. But you know what? With the type of team you have, trust me, any free agent tight ends that are out there, any tight ends in the draft would not have a problem with coming and playing for that track uh for that track field in football pads. Yeah. Because that's what the Dolphins are. They're they're freaking sprinters and football pads. So you want so you want to talk about fits. You want you want to talk about how teams are The only way that I see Saquon staying in New York is if there is a change at the guard at QB. Because, honestly, Daniel Jones is not the answer. Yeah. Well, um, I know uh, my man's been on here a little minute, so I want to just go ahead and bring him in because he's been he's been waiting patiently. So we got a Rat Pack Sports Show NBA Insider uh, on the line with us now, uh, Nicholas Lane, aka Mister Nicky Buckets. <laughs> 